Hi everybody, welcome to this episode of Enlightenment Today. I'm Jason. Today we'll be speaking about the Chinese medical view of climate change. Now this is based on the work of Brendan Kelly. And Brendan Kelly practices Chinese medicine in the state of Vermont in the US. And I'm fascinated by Brendan's work. He's been speaking about this for years. Now for all of you unfamiliar with Chinese medicine, it is a lot different than Western medicine. The traditional Chinese medical view is more holistic. Now what I mean by that is when we look at Western medicine, if there is something wrong with a particular organ, the doctor will try to address that, that symptom directly with whatever organ that is or whatever problem that is. But the Chinese medical view is, because it's more holistic, they try to understand the emotional state of the person, how it's affecting the other organs, because the idea is that all organs are connected, even our emotions are connected to our organs and everything in our body. Now to go deeper into the subject, we need to understand two fundamental concepts of Chinese medicine and Taoist thought in China and Chinese thought in general, and that is yin and yang. Now, yin is the feminine characteristic of all life. Now that means the receptive aspect of the universe, it's the earthly aspect, and it also um, yin is to, to do with bringing the cooling temperature to the universe, not only to our body, but to the planet. It's the cooling element to bring coolant to the world, where yang is the masculine principle of the universe. Now yang, um, because it is masculine, relates to the active and is thought of in Chinese thought as the heavenly principle and is what brings heat to the world and our body. Now you don't want to think of yin and yang in terms of female and male. These are characteristics that we both have within us. This is, the, this is how energy moves within the universe according to uh, Taoist thought, Chinese medical view, and you know, Chinese thought in general. Now the interesting thing about yin and yang is these concepts translate over to climate change very easily as you will see. But first we need to look at climate change. Now a lot of you are familiar with climate change. So basically, when we look at climate change, what we really have is the warming of our planet. Now, the, our planet is becoming warm because of the greenhouse gas emissions, which result from the way, basically from the way human beings live our lives these days. So we, 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 each human consumes a lot of energy and, and is producing a lot of pollution. You know, even on an individual level, we, we don't really know how much we are affecting the world and you know, all of this comes back to our culture and the way that we live our lives. And so there is a, the greenhouse gas emissions is high and we need ways to understand how to offset this and to heal this process. And I think that Brennan Kelly's view with Chinese medicine in relation to climate change is, is, a, is a beautiful way to, to heal this problem. Now, when we look at the earlier period of when climate change was being spoke about, a lot of people didn't take it seriously. You know, there was a lot of the ideas of global warming and so forth and so on. So back in 1988, James Hansen, who was the director of NASA's Goddard Institute for Space Studies, and he was a preeminent scientist, testified before US Congress that the way humans live their lives is affecting the climate globally. Nobody really took him serious, but he stated to Congress, you know, I declare with 99% confidence that it was time to step, stop waffling. Earth was being affected by human-made greenhouse gases and the planet had entered a period of long-term warming. So he was basically saying it's time, time to stop waffling and we need to take this serious. 
because he thought that because we are we are heading into a long-term period of warming that this is going to lead to uh, global instability and we are going to eventually have intense weather patterns on the planet which we, we have seen actually since 1988 there has been intense weather patterns but some people will disagree with that and you know each to their own but we have seen you know an increase in earthquakes and so forth and so on and i've been in a few earthquakes myself living in asia um, now basically what this means with the with the increase of heat in the planet from the chinese medical view is that the planet is becoming more young more heat is being produced by us and the planet is getting in it getting hotter and so what this basically means is um, on an individual level and on a planetary level um, we are suffering from yin deficient heat meaning we are not cultivating any yin we are not cultivating any inactivity any um, receptiveness any coolant for the world now you got to think that yang is like because it's activity you're doing 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 all the time and yin is the ability to non-do so you know a lot of people get agitated when they are bored or if they want to sit down and do stillness meditation they get very agitated and this is just basically cultivating yin and we need to start cultivating that yin now if we don't cultivate that yin you know we are going to continue to produce young produce heat in the planet and it will be continued to warm and this is the Chinese medical view and it goes we'll go into a lot more detail in in a minute so our problem is to offset this you know our attempts to reduce greenhouse gases to make the planet more cool is decreasing so we have all these attempts to decrease greenhouse gases but that is diminishing and we need to realize that now there are several inter interrelated reasons for this first is the acidification of the oceans the thawing of permafrost the melting of ice sheets and glaciers and deforestation so these these four reasons with deforestation for example um, we need to understand that forest and trees play an important role as they absorb the greenhouse gases that we create okay so from a chinese medical view forests and trees absorb the heat we release this is what the chinese medical view understands so the problem is with deforestation because it absorbs all the heat we release we are cutting down the forest so you know the ability to absorb these greenhouse gas emissions is, is decreasing and we need to understand that you know trees are yin they're rooted in their nature you know and the way that we are acting in the world is young so we're always active we're always doing we're not cultivating a lot of stillness a lot of non-doing so we could learn a lot from trees from their stillness from their rootedness and so forth and so on so but we need to understand ourselves that we ourselves in our nature are rooted and grounded but we've lost connection with that you know we are destroying the planet and we are wondering how how can we make this planet cool when even our attempts to make it cool are producing more heat so from this perspective we need to understand that when we're rooted and grounded like a tree who absorbs all the heat um, yin creates yang okay so yang basically is an expression of yin so we need to remember that 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 receptive element that coolant element is what produces heat is what all life comes from all doing comes from inactivity doing comes from non-doing so we need to nourish yin now when we begin to nourish yin 
within us, our actions begin to be healthy. So we can do something, but when we're doing it, it's very healthy. It's not disjointed. It's not producing excessive heat within your body, which contributes to the, to the world around us. So what we need to understand is rest, relaxation, and contemplation actually promote and sustain health. A lot of us don't understand it. We think that if we're gonna be successful in life, we need to go out there and do this and do that, and then we'll be healthy. And then what we're seeing, especially what Chinese medical doctors see is that this is producing a lot of stress and anxiety within each and every one of us. And people need to slow down or they're just gonna burn themselves out. It doesn't produce health. It might produce a big bank account, but then you have to come back to what's more important. So when you think about this, when, when you think about yin and yang, when you think about that yin creates yang and, and yang is an expression of yin, you don't think that they're separate. These, these, these principles, these, these energies of the universe that emanate life are actually intertwined. And you see this actually in the yin and yang symbol, which a lot of us are familiar with. So what you see is when, when you see that the dark side of the yin and yang symbol, which is the yin, when it reaches its fullness, it turns into light. Likewise with the other side, when it reaches, when yang, the, the white side of the symbol reaches its fullness, it turns into yin. And this is kind of, you know, easy way to think of it is uh, day turning into night, night turning into day. And then you have the two dots. So the two dots is that when you are in a state of yin, you, you still have the engagement of yang. You still have that aspect of yang within the yin. And likewise, when you are in a state of activity in, in yang, you have the element of yin <clears throat> within you, which is calm, stillness in the, in, the, in the moment of activity. Now, what we need to realize is that because we've overcompensated for yang <clears throat> in our culture is that we actually live in a yin deficient culture. And I'm talking about the whole world here. We live in a, our whole world is yin deficient because we have, reorient, we have a certain um, temperament of looking at the world where we should be active to succeed. We should do this and do that to be somebody in society. And all this is doing is producing more heat um, within yourself and within the world. Now, from the Chinese medical view, and also with and an esoteric view, is that the big picture is a reflection of the small picture. So what that means is the big picture is the planet, and the small picture is, is us, the human. So the way we conduct our lives affects the planet. You, know, you find this in esoteric teachings where um, the microcosm is the macrocosm, and the macrocosm is a reflection of the microcosm, and so forth and so on. So what this means is that what we are doing in our lives is actually causing the warming of the planet. You know, that's a no brainer obviously, but from a Chinese medical view, it goes even deeper. So, you know, what people don't understand when they address climate change, a lot of the, the experts and specialists, is they don't wanna change their own lives. They don't wanna change their own psychology about how they should approach life. This is a big problem. So, when we understand that the big picture is a reflection of the small picture, we need to look into our lives. And what do we see? What produces a lot of yang in this world, a lot of heat? Well, first of all, it's excessive busyness. We're all doing, doing, doing. We're so busy, it's gone crazy. This is the problem. The main problem when people go, when they are ill and they're sick and they go to a Chinese medical doctor, it's just because they're so busy, they're wearing their nervous system out. 
Next is obviously the need for new things. We constantly need new things. We think we need new things. And this produces a lot of, obviously a lot of heat, because what we are doing is we are taking a lot of resources from the planet to keep this idea of newness up when we need to start appreciating the old. We need to, you know, take care of what we already have and stop accumulating things. So we need to understand that what we consume causes heat. The more we consume causes heat. You know, a lot of people will go and they'll buy the next iPhone each year. You know, I just, I don't understand it. Like they have a perfectly working phone, but they want the newness of everything. And this is just producing more heat in the planet. And you need to understand that. And also we need to look at if we are to heal this um, inefficient culture is our dietary choices. And one of the, one of the, main dietary choices most people choose is coffee. Now, a lot of people, they love coffee. They think coffee is great. Coffee is healthy. We, we hear all of these things. From a Chinese medical point of view, there is no use for coffee, actually. None, zilch. It, it's not even talked about in a lot of the ancient um, literature. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But First of all, when we look at coffee from a Chinese medical view, when you drink coffee, and everyone knows this, but from a Chinese medical view, when you drink coffee, the qi, the vital force in the body, and the blood rise upward, okay? So when we have too much qi and blood in the brain, this causes overstimulation and ungroundedness, basically just heightened agitation, and we see this with everybody. I mean, I don't drink coffee personally, but a lot of my friends do, and when I'm around them, you can feel their tension and they're ready to explode and you're just like, we're just sitting here having a, a, a casual conversation. But this is what coffee does. It, it produces excessive heat within the body, just as you know, excessive busyness does. So we need to think about healthy alternatives to coffee. And one of my healthy alternatives is um, from Rod Teagard and it's Spring, Spring Dragon Longevity Tea. And it has the immortal herb in it called the gynostemma herb, um, which a lot of the Chinese in southern China have been eating for a long time. And a lot of them just, they're still rolling around after 100 and no problem. And this is not caffeinated and it's got some of the, the greatest Taoist tonic herbs in the tea. And I recommend this because a lot of people have come off coffee using this and it's healthy first and foremost. And um, from the Chinese medical view, coffee is not. And, you know, we only have to look at it realistically when we drink coffee every morning. How do you feel? You feel amped up. Should it be that way? Now, other things that are producing heat that we are doing on, on an individual level, social media, email, mobile phones, and watching television. So, you know, obviously you see people you know, I, I don't understand it, but people are constantly on their mobile phones. They're checking the tweets or the, the likes on their Facebook and so forth and so on. And I remember when I was with a friend, because I don't, I don't have a smartphone like that. I don't, I don't have internet on my phone. And when I was with a friend, every five seconds, blip, blip, even I was anxious because it was going off all the time. And so what this is doing is it's fragmenting your attention which is causing anxiety. As we all know, there is a, there is a latent hum of anxiety amongst people because of these, these gadgets that are fragmenting our attention. We cannot focus for five seconds on anything. 
and we are becoming a less creative world as a result. If you want to be a creative person, sell your smartphone and do not use the internet every day if you really want to do it. And what that does is it'll nourish your yin and you will not be producing heat in your body and heat in the world. So a lot of people think, yeah, but I want to keep up. I've got things to say, I've got things to post on Facebook and I've got emails to write and so forth and so on. But what you need to ask yourself is, are you more popular than Christopher Nolan? Now we all know Christopher Nolan, he's the Hollywood director, great films like Interstellar, Inception, the Batman series, Memento. Now why I ask that is because even Nolan himself does not have a mobile phone, does not have email. So if he doesn't have these things, why do we? He's, a, he's one of the most famous men in the world. So are we more famous than him? Obviously not. I don't need to check my email every day. I don't need to check my social media every hour. I'm not that popular. I'm not deluding myself with that. So once we refrain from a lot of those distractions, then we'll be, begin to cultivate yin because we'll be, we'll be cultivating non-doing instead of activity, especially the activity within our mind, which keeps our chi and our blood you know, in our mind and keeps us agitated and on edge. Now, another aspect of, the yin, of a yin deficient culture is consumerism, which is the result basically of too much yang. So if we look at yin, right, yin, when we are in a state of yin, we are in a state of contentment and peace, okay? So, but what does consumerism produce? Consumerism, because it's an element of yang, we have a planet warming due to excessive busyness. And this feels so dissatisfied despite buying more and doing more. So we think that we're gonna be satisfied by buying more and doing more, but when we do that, we feel so dissatisfied despite you know buying all of these new gadgets so there's definitely something in that so when we're, when we're in a state of young and we think that we're going to get our happiness from all of these new things we actually find out that that was just an empty adventure so if we're realistic about cultivating yin then we, we have to want less and we also have to do less now it's funny when you when you don't want so much and when you don't feel a need to do a lot more than that, more than what you have to do, we find that we are naturally content and and more satisfied actually than someone who is going out trying to achieve this and buy this and buy that, get the newest iPhone, buy the latest uh, Ferrari or, or whatever. Now, because we have went for this young heat aspect of life, and we are only compensating for that. This is what contributes to a lot of diseases within us, as Chinese medical doctors can attest to. And one of them is actually cancer. Now, when we look at cancer from Chinese medical view, it is the result of too much heat. Now, now it's similar. Um, it's actually the same as how, how um, Western doctors think about it because Chinese medical doctors will say that too much heat creates an excess of growth on a cellular level. And, but the thing is, and Western doctors do start, are starting to address this. A Chinese medical doctor will say that cancer is actually a lifestyle disease, the way that from we live our life. It's, it's a result of being too young and depleting our nervous system, bombarding our nervous system with stimulation, both 
through our eyes and our ears and through our mouth. And what this does is when we are excessively busy and we're overstimulated is the result is actually stress and anxiety. And when you're in a constant state of stress and anxiety, from a Chinese medical view, then you are producing, um, you are starting to develop cancer slowly but surely. So we need to learn how to heal ourselves. That's the key. And how do we heal ourselves and the world? Well, we need to cultivate yin. We need to develop methods of how to cultivate yin. So a few ideas for you about how to cultivate yin. First of all, try and eat healthy, locally organic grown food. I know that's difficult in this day and age, but you know, go to your local farmer's market or, or so forth and so on. And instead of wasting your money on cable television or, or a phone subscription, use it to buy locally organic food, locally grown food. This is very important. And also stop eating processed food. You know, from a Chinese medical view, a lot of processed food produces a lot of heat within the body. It's not real food, basically. It's processed. So that's one, another aspect of how we can reduce the heat within our body that will contribute to um, lessening the heat in the world. And a no-brainer is to eliminate coffee, to stop it altogether. Now, I know a lot of coffee shop owners will probably um, throw me out the door, but if we are serious about reducing the heat within our, within our body and in the world, we have to think about our coffee consumption. I'm not saying you have to give it up altogether, but if you do, it's a much more healthier option. At least reduce it. Now, a lot of people say, yeah, but I need my morning pick-me-up. Now, if you need a morning pick-me-up, there's a few things. You are just tired. You don't need a pick-me-up. You don't know how to rest properly. You sh no one should need a pick-me-up early in the morning. Okay, you are just tired, excessively tired from excessive busyness. And you need to realize that. You need to address other parts in your life so you're not tired. So you wake up fresh, ready to go, without the use of coffee, which is basically, you know, if we look at it from a Chinese medical view, is, is sort of like a drug. So we also have to address, like I said before, the, the problem of too much stimulation, okay? So too much stimulation causes internal heat to the organs. And when we have heated organs, we overstimulate our thoughts, actually. You know, and this makes it difficult to experience peace and equanimity within our mind, okay? So we need to reduce the stimulation. Now, one of the big problems in our world, as I've spoke about, is the digital problem. We have the phones, we have the laptop, we have the television. Everywhere we look, there's a screen. Now, what's happening to you is actually you're being overstimulated without even thinking about it. People think that I'm going to relax today and they, they get on the internet and they, they surf the news feed on Facebook and all that's happening is you are, you are be, being overstimulated in your mind, which is depleting your nervous system. So we need to learn methods of getting away from too much stimulation. And one method I like is digital detox. Digital detox is basically the ability at, say, 5 or 6 p.m. in the afternoon, you, you do what um, computer scientists Cal Newport talks about, you do shutdown complete, meaning that all of the um, digital devices close and it's time now to um, enjoy your life with your family or read a book or go for a walk, do things that are normal, do things that are humanly. 
instead of being engaged on um, a digital device. And a lot of scientists um, say that actually the blue light in the digital devices affect our sleep at night. So when we're looking at the computer screen at night, what the, digi uh, what the blue light is doing in the digital device is, is stimulating your pineal gland and your pineal gland, even though it's ready to rest, it thinks it's, it's time to wake up and go. It doesn't know what a digital device is. It's just, that's the, the response, the biological response. So this is why people, when they sit on their smartphone just before bed, they find it hard to sleep for hours. Shut down complete. Digital detox will ensure a good night's sleep. Now, the last method that I recommend is fasting the mind. Learning methods of how to fast the mind. Now, fasting the mind should be periodic. We should do it periodically. And some methods are obviously a 10-day Vipassana course where you, can, where you sit in silence for 10 days and eat very simple food and then you come back to the world fresh. Other methods I, I recommend is daily sitting meditation. Try Zen open awareness meditation. Do 30 minutes each day. Make it part of, make it a habit in your life. And what you'll do, what you'll see is that when you fast the mind periodically every day for 30 minutes and stillness meditation, is that you are activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which nourishes the sympathetic nervous system. This is basically like yin nourishing yang using Chinese medical terminology. But what you're doing is you are activating that parasympathetic nervous system, which is the non-doing aspect of us, <clears throat> the rest and digest aspect of us, which hardly ever gets activated because we're too busy. But when you do access that, then it begins to nourish the sympathetic, the doing, the doing part of our nervous system, okay? And this is important. Fasting the mind is essential in cultivating yin okay now if you want to go further into the chinese medical view of climate change first and foremost you need to read the yin and yang of climate crisis by brendan kelly this is a wonderful book and brendan goes into so much in this i, I couldn't cover it in one episode he talks about chinese the five elements theory in china and how that relates to the heat of the planet and how we can choose to cool it down, uh, cultivating yin, and so much more. Great book, great book. Um, another book, if you're interested in getting away from social media, I recommend is Deep Work by Cal Newport, computer scientist Cal Newport. And he has a lot of great strategies and, and basically lays out what social media and heightened distractions are doing to us psychologically and, uh, and how they diminish our ability to be creative and, and to even focus on a task for, for extended periods of time. Great book. Another book I recommend is my book, Fasting the Mind, which goes into the origins of fasting the mind and the benefits of fasting the mind, not only psychologically, but um, biologically and how that um, translates into the world, how we become more creative, more inspired individuals, okay? So I hope you enjoyed this episode today, um, talking about Chinese medicine and climate change. And I hope you take on some of the methods that I've introduced and I look forward to seeing you next time.